This message was recorded during a live service at Temple Baptist Church in Fargo, North Dakota. Thanks for joining us as we love God, share life, and serve Christ. We wanted to give an update on consolidation each Sunday. Um, We're ready to launch our random connections with sojourn families. I mentioned that earlier, so if you haven't signed up and would like to, please do. Uh, we'll, we'll spend a few weeks uh, getting together at least once, probably praying for each other, getting to know one another in, in groups of two or three family units uh, sprinkled together from both churches uh, randomly. Uh, that's, that's in process, and we want to launch that very soon. Uh, next Sunday, I'm going to be preaching at Sojourn Church, and John Fisher is going to be here. We're going to do a pulpit exchange. Um, And I'm going to preach a sermon that he heard that he wants me to preach there, and he's going to preach a sermon he wants to preach here. So it'll be interesting, right? It'll be good. Uh, So pulpit exchange coming up next Sunday. We were going to do it this Sunday, but I, I begged off because of Mother's Day. So next Sunday, John will be here, and I'll be at Sojourn Church. The Sunday after that, the 23rd, we'll have a joint service. And as you know, they meet at Gallery 4, and there's not enough space there for all of us to meet together there in their spot. And so when we have joint services, we're forced to have them here, which in our opinion is good. (laughs) We like that. Um, And we will have a joint service on the 23rd of May, and the Sojourn lead, will lead that. So it'll be a Sojourn-led joint service on, the, on May 23rd. Uh, there's, later on, we have one scheduled, I forget the date, where it'll be a joint service, and, and we'll lead it. Uh, so that's coming up. And probably, depending on how things go, John and I will do some of this pulpit exchange some more in, in the, the weeks ahead. Um, I want you to know that our church council, our, the, the group of leaders of the different ministries of our church, the people we've asked to lead out in, in ministry, nursery and ladies' ministries, small group ministries, men's ministry, Sunday school, those leaders, the church council, uh, we're, we're meeting every two or three weeks. We're meeting more often. And one of the reasons for that is so we can kind of be up on top of the issues that surface as we continue to move toward joining with Sojourn Church. Uh, We have a list. I don't know, is it three pages long? It's it's not super detailed, but uh, I gave it to the church council last Sunday, I think, right? And we were ask, I'm asking them, you know, if you want to add anything, if you need some more information, well, this list is going to be kind of an ongoing thing. It's divided into things that we need to do, we're saying, before the wedding. Now, remember, we're using that term wedding to mean the, the time that our churches get together, and from that point on, we, we consider ourselves one church. Uh, that wedding. There are things that we need to do before we can have the wedding. And then there are things, so that's, that's the highest priority. And then there are things we need to do that 
that probably can come after that, but they need to be pretty high on the priority list pretty soon. And then there are things that we can look down the road a little bit further and we don't have to feel like we've got to deal with all those things right away. So that, that's how we're looking at this list. And it's not a secret list. If you're interested and you'd like to know what it is, let me know. I'd be glad to share it with you. It's certainly, we don't do anything secret around here, so it's always available to anybody. And if, if you would like, anytime, you'd say, you know, I'd like to have a town meeting or a church meeting where we could talk about these things and get them out there. And I have some things I'd like to say. If you have that desire, let me know and we'll do that. Uh, Scott's our moderator. We can put together a meeting and announce it appropriately and we can have that. So always that's a name. I mean, that, that's always a, an, a, something available. What are some of the, the highest priority issues? Well, if, if we put this new thing together, we probably need to have something to call it. A name? I, I don't know. Probably need a name. So that, that's a question. I don't think we've answered it yet. I, if we have, I haven't figured it out. Maybe, maybe you have the answer and I just haven't talked to you about it. And another thing is some of you know that Sojourn Church's way of doing things is different than ours. They are elder-led and we are congregational and so John and I are spending quite a bit of time kind of talking through that. How can, we, how can we find the strengths of both and let that guide this new church thing that we do together? Um, last time John said, dude, send me questions about how do you do this? And so I sent him a page full of questions that, you know, how does Sojourn do this stuff? And he... He's responded, and so we'll talk through that, you know. And I, I've been saying to John, John, here's, here's why congregational church is so valuable. I, we don't want to lose this part. And we've talked about those things. Anyway, uh, another big question is, what do we do with membership? You say yourself, I never thought about church membership. Well, I know, we don't talk a lot about it, but if we have an organization and it's registered with the state of North Dakota, then we have to have some sort of membership and organization in that registration. So we need to figure that out. Um, best of all, we're working toward building a strong foundation of fellowship, partnership. I've been saying teamwork. And I just feel like God has gifted us with help. Uh, that priority has taken our focus, and that is so wonderful. Good job, you guys. My distraction in organization was not what God wanted. He wanted us to, to work together, to know one another, and to value one another, and and learn how we can work together as a team in this new church. And that's happening. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for getting together and inviting the Sojourn ladies to do that. Guys, for organizing things that we can get together uh, to love God and love each other 
is going to be the foundation that makes this new church strong. It really will. It's more important than the name. It's more important than the organization. It's more important than membership. Loving God and loving each other will be the bedrock of what happens in this new church. And I am, I am so thankful that that has become our focus. Thank you for that. Let's keep that as, as a priority focus for us. And God will work to, to anchor my thinking and my preaching. You know that I have turned our attention to Acts chapter 2, especially verse 42. And then the bulletin is printed there. I don't have it for the, the up here today. If you have your bulletin, you turn there to the worship page at the bottom. There's several verses, but it begins... Acts 2.42, this, this, is, this is like the birthday of the church. This is the day of Pentecost. 3,000 people heard the gospel. They joined together with 120 believers. And, and here's where they focused their effort. They devoted themselves. And you remember I've been saying that word devoted is the word focused. It's not an emotional word. It's a word that says they, they focused, they focused in on, they, they looked at these things together. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And we have the apostles' teaching in Scripture. Exactly we do. That is the, the key piece of why these New Testament books were separated out from the other kinds of literature floating around. Christians said, God wants us to know the apostles' teaching. God has given the apostles a message for the church to guide us. We focused on it from day one, and now we have it written in these books. So we too can focus on the apostles' teaching. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the first piece, to the fellowship. Fellowship, a, a general word, a, a better translation is partnership. And you remember that I've been saying teamwork, that when they focused in on fellowship, God helped them work together as a team. In our Bible study this morning, in our Zoom Bible study, we, we read about the Jerusalem Council. There were some problems and they decided they needed to figure out some answers to questions that were causing trouble. They needed to get some answers. And so leaders from even out, cities outside of this area came together with Jerusalem, in Jerusalem with leaders there. And they worked together as a team. Peter spoke, James spoke, Paul and Barnabas spoke. And the leaders worked together as a team to get the answers they needed to move the church forward and to deal with questions. Teamwork, fellowship, partnership. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, 
to the breaking of bread. And last time I preached, a couple weeks ago, we looked at that and I said, I'm, I'm not exactly sure whether breaking of bread meant they just ate meals together, which is pretty powerful, you know. Think about it. If you think of cultures, what brings people together in their culture? Often, it is eating together. In fact, I, uh, Tintin is here. I, I hadn't thought about anybody from the Chinese church being here, but it, it always impressed me so much on Friday nights when the, the Chinese folks got together in their church. They always had a meal, always. There's something about eating together that is, I don't think it's magic, but it's pretty special. And it may just be that. They focus on getting together in their homes and eating together. But maybe it has another dimension, and that is the idea of sharing the Lord's Supper together because early Christians often called the Lord's Supper breaking bread. Could be, maybe both. Maybe when Luke wrote that, he had in mind eating together, but he also knew that part of what happened when they ate together, at times they shared the Lord's Supper. Three, four, and they devoted themselves to the prayers. Our translation says prayer. Literally, it's the prayers. That's what I want to talk about today. I've got five minutes. You're laughing because you don't think I can talk about it in five minutes. You're right. That's what happens when I'm gone. See, I've got so much extra stored up that I have to talk extra. But, you know, prayer. What, what do you say about prayer? Four things that this first generation actually on their birthday, you know, it didn't take them long as they gathered together, these new Christians, these, these people from different language groups, if you read Acts chapter 1 and chapter 2, when they got together, they focused on the apostles' teaching, on, on partnership, teamwork, on the breaking of bread, eating together in the Lord's Supper, and prayer. And maybe the prayers, meaning times when they gathered to pray. It, it seems so, I don't know, like, yeah. When someone says to you, I'll pray for you, do you feel like, well, that's nice, but you know, couldn't you do something that made a difference? Or maybe you, you flip that around and you say, I'll pray for you. You say it to somebody and you hope they think that's nice, but that's the last you think of them. You know, you say easily, I'll pray for you, but you never do it. Prayer. There, there's something mysterious. There's something that's, that's too simple about it. It's like one of the big four is prayer. Come on. Really? I think really. You know, I, I, ask, I ask myself, why is prayer so hard? That Maybe it's easy for you. Maybe you find yourself praying often. You know, praying without ceasing, almost in your own life. Uh, greatest prayer warrior I know is Pastor Lon. Um, maybe, you're, maybe you're in Pastor Lon's category. 
I don't know, but I, I find it hard. Why is it so hard? Well, because it goes against my desire to be in control of something. You know, give me something to do. Praying just seems so not doing. Uh, why is prayer so hard? Maybe because it's intangible. You know, give me a chance to take somebody to help them do something. You know, go to the grocery store, get a ride to the doctor. Or, you know, give me something tangible to do. I can look back and know I did something there. But prayer? Prayer is unprovable. I, I appreciate the studies that have been done at times, especially in medical situations where people have tried to quantify to kind of prove the value of prayer but you know those things they kind of fall flat prayer is hard it's intangible it's unprovable it 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 says to me i am not in control skeptics scoff at it yeah right pray we're starting to do that in our culture it used to be our culture kind of valued people that said you know pray we'll pray for you and our, our 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 culture now is sort of looking at that yeah right so that doesn't really mean anything so give me something significant don't tell me you're going to pray skeptics maybe have a point there people can easily say they pray when they don't then then there's the other side there's the fanatics that that they say they pray about something and then you can't talk to them about it anymore it's like you know, they've got this crazy idea, they prayed about it, and what are you going to say? I don't know about you, but prayer is hard, okay? So when we read, they devoted themselves to prayer, let's don't let that just slide off of our backs and say, well, you know, sure. Let's stop and say, this is not going to be easy. If we say to ourselves, starting this new church with sojourn, let's go back and let's grab on to some of those essentials that the first Christians had, and, and I'm kind of suggesting that. I'm not saying that's the only thing, but it's certainly a, a good place to start. They started there, and one of the things that was an essential was prayer. I am saying to all of us, let's be serious about that. And let's not kid ourselves that it's going to be easy. Okay? And that may be enough for me to say it right there. Because it wasn't easy for them either. But it was a big part of what happened. You read Acts and you find them having prayer meetings. They got together and they prayed. And some of their prayers were recorded. They wrote down what they prayed about. And it just might be it just might be that the fact that the church survived its infancy, think about it, 120 people prayed together. And today, Christianity is a worldwide religion. I have a sneaking suspicion that prayer makes a difference. So how do we practice it? Is, is there a wrong way to pray? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not sure there's really a wrong way to pray. Um, if, if you're worried about praying the wrong way, I would say to you, 
you, you pray and you let God worry about how, whether it's right or wrong. You just keep on praying and you'll get there, okay? <laughs> don't, don't, let, don't let it worry you about praying the wrong way. Jesus talked about, he said, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogues on the street corner. Don't pray like me. <laughs> he says, I tell you the truth, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. See, Jesus knew that's tough stuff. And he says, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Jesus said that. That is not my idea. He says, and when you pray, don't keep on babbling like pagans. They think they'll be heard because of their many words. I know it's not babbling, but I think of the Tibet prayer wheel or, or maybe the, the, the prayer wall in Jerusalem. You know, the idea you write out a prayer request, stick it on this Tibet prayer wheel, and the idea is every time it goes around, somehow it makes you know, your prayers. Or, you know, you go to Jerusalem, write out your prayer, stick it in the prayer wall. Somehow that doing that somehow makes it Jesus doesn't seem to think that really does it and if we just recite you know recite the Lord's Prayer I mean I'm, I don't have anything against saying the Lord's Prayer I've already told you I, I do that but but not as as a repetition the, the words that there's some kind of magic in them Jesus says that's not the way to do it do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. It's like you come sit down with your dad and you have this conversation about things going on in your life. That's what prayer is. And if you're not quite sure how to do that conversation, Jesus says, use these words and they'll help you. Not because they're magic, but because they get down to our lives. How do we pray? with open hearts, and, and often together. I, I don't know. I, uh, you know, we, we do our prayer page. I don't know if it works. I mean, that our prayer page out on the bulletin table, I mean, it, it could be like the Tibet prayer wheel, you know? Put it on the prayer page, and that's the last time anybody thinks about it. That isn't going to help anybody. But maybe if, if we look at it and pray, Jesus says, your father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. He'll answer. I don't Maybe we need to quit the prayer page. I don't know. I certainly don't want it to be a ritual. Milton and I get on Zoom on Wednesdays. When Pastor Lon is able, he joins us. You can join us. I know Wednesdays is middle of the week and it's busy. And, and, and you know, if, if you have a half hour and you'd like to join us for just that half hour, that's okay. Milton and I and Pastor Lon, we wouldn't mind a bit if you joined us in the middle and left before it's over. It's okay. Because there's, there's something special about praying together Jesus, when he was talking about prayer, he said that um, 
He said, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. I, I, you know, I found that when I don't do well praying in my room in secret, I do a lot better praying with somebody else. And it's okay if it's not Melton and Pastor Lon and me. That, that's okay. Maybe there's some other person that you could pray with. And you could set an appointment. Maybe it's, I don't know, you know, 7.30 in the morning. And, and you get on the phone, and it doesn't have to be a vis, vis, you know, picture thing. Just call them up and, and just pray together. You don't even have to talk about stuff. Just say, hey, I need help praying, and I would really, I really appreciate it when we pray together. Could, could we just pray together on Tuesday morning at 7.00? It's okay to agree. God says, all right. Yeah. Praying together. Maybe that's why in Acts 2.42, it's the prayers, plural. Maybe Christians went to the temple at Jewish times of prayer and they got together. I don't know, I could see them holding hands. I don't know if they did. And they prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed. And when they had trouble, they prayed. And when people were in trouble, they prayed. I'd like to see us pray. If you can pray by yourself for our church and its future, great, do it. Do it, please pray, please pray. If you need some help praying, I'm, I'm on that team. Thank you, Melton. Thank you, Pastor Lon, that you guys get me praying at least together with you guys on Wednesdays. Other times, too, I pray, with others especially. Lou grabs me before the service every Sunday. Let's pray together. Let's pray, okay? Let's pray. It's okay if we can't do it. We can't fix it. We don't have all the answers. We're not sure where it's going to take us. It's okay. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the example in this verse of your people and how you led them to focus on prayer. And Lord, we, we don't do it all that well, but we, we ask you to help us individually and corporately to do better at praying. Because, Lord, in the end, it's going to be what you do that really matters. It really isn't much of what we do that counts. And thank you that you invite us to be a part of what you do in prayer. Wow, <laughs> what a deal. What a deal. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you would like to be notified of future messages from Temple Baptist Church, be sure to hit the subscribe button. If you would like to further connect with us, please visit tbcfargo.org. Until next time, we encourage you to join us where you are in loving God, sharing life, and serving Christ.